gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Gladiatrix. I'm your host, Malani Sarma. Today is a check-in episode. I'm really excited to share that I have completed 10 episodes so far and I would like to know what you think of the show. If you have any ideas, questions, or comments, please do drop me a note at malani at malanisarma.com or on my Instagram, Gladiatrix Podcast. I will have this information available in the show notes. In this COVID times, I know everybody is going through a hard time. They're probably all thinking about their trips that they had made in, in previous um, months or even last year. In my case, however, I have to say 2019 didn't start off all that great. And I thought it was going to be the worst year of my life because in February of 2019, I got laid off. So while everybody else was devastated, because I was not the only person, there were quite a few uh, people that got laid off, and they were all looking for other jobs, I already had a plane ticket in hand. Well, it started off with going home, meaning I was going back to India to see my, my mother to celebrate her birthday, except I ended up going earlier, and my mother was not happy. Oh, she was happy to see me. She was just not happy that I showed up a whole week earlier and surprised her. She hates surprise. She hates surprises. And I got to stay longer, a whole lot longer. In fact, I got to stay a whole year. So what started off as a terrible 2019 ended up being one of the best years of my life. And I'll tell you why. Not only did I get to go home to India to see my parents and celebrate their birthdays, I also got to travel to South America, to Europe, to the Middle East. I got to climb mountains, meet the most fascinating people, and see the most amazing sights, and learn to live on a lot less and appreciate everything that I have and realize that you actually don't need a whole lot to be happy. So let me tell you about my South American trip because that was something that has, has been in the works for seven years. So this is something my sister and I had planned to do for the longest time. It was supposed to be a girl's trip only. And my sister is nine years younger than me and she's got kids who are elementary school age. My kids are much older and already out of the house. So every time we decided to have um, and make a, make, a plan, make a trip or plan something, there was always a reason why we couldn't do it. There was always somebody who had to say something. There was always some trip or something in the family or someone had to say I can't believe that the two of you are going to go off on by yourself that's not something that you know you do are you sure somebody shouldn't come with you uh you know it's not safe 
So we decided we were not going to tell anybody. We were going to plan this whole thing. Of course, our spouses and parents knew. But besides that, nobody in the extended family needed to know about it because we didn't want to hear any negative comments. So we decided to keep the super secret, keep everything on the down low, and we're not going to tell anyone until it was they couldn't do anything about it. I invited my sister Maya to be on the show so that we could talk about our South American trip. Hey, Maya. Hi. Hi. I am really excited to um, share our amazing trip that we had to Machu Picchu. That was how long? Seven years in the making? Yep. Seven years. 2012, I think we started planning. Yeah. So I think, um, um, Misty, that is your daughter, was three years old, right? Yes. At that when, point. When yes. We, at that point. And uh, yes. we finally made our trip last year. Yes. So I wanted to, I wanted to just share the story because it is so, you know, I think uh, the one thing that comes to mind is the perseverance, right? We had decided, come hell or high water, we were going to go. And every time we talked about it, something or the other happened and we couldn't do it. So the first time it was like, I think I couldn't get vacation, right? And then I think the kids were, how, how did it start? How did, how did we start thinking about this trip? I think uh, you had a very crappy week at work and I had two weeks consecutively where the kids were unwell. Uh, First, Dhruv was sick and then followed by Mishti being sick and I was exhausted and I called you up and I said, I desperately need a holiday. And, I'm and like, of course, it's not, like, it's not like we would just plan, hey, let's go for a weekend somewhere. We said, yeah, let's go to Machu Picchu. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, I don't think people realize you live in Bangalore in India and I live in the U.S., and you were never planning to come to the U.S. And I, the only way I could meet you is if I made a trip, to my annual trip to India. You know, it's like two-week hurried vacation where I get to see everybody, literally go two days in every place. And we spend a few hours and then I have to leave, right? Because we're always like, man, we need to spend more time. I don't think we, yeah, before. You your, your holidays were generally really jam-packed with, you know, I need to visit uh, visit family, visit in-laws, and probably throw a small trip in so you'd see some part of India. You could show the kids some part of India before you went back. Yeah, and then I think my, whenever I was free, the kids at school, and then, and I don't think we had ever, I don't think we'd ever taken a trip together, just the two of us, right? A girl's trip. We, no. So no. we're like, we need to do one of these. We need to do one of these. And everybody would just look at us and like, you guys are crazy. I'm like, no, we really want to do this. Hey, when I was single, you were in that phase with, you know, your kids and yeah, very young kids yeah. and kids in school. And uh, by the time you got all freed up, uh, your kids are in school. Had, yeah. yeah. My kids was really small at that point. Yeah. yeah. So finally, I, th- I think, and then after that, once the kids got a little older, then when we decided to make this trip, and I think then, then my daughter, Malika, was like, I want to come too. And we were like, uh, this is not uh, No. <laughs> I remember we said it's a girl's trip. And she said, I'm a, I'm girl. a girl. That's right. <laughs> she goes, I'm a girl. I can come. Because I think our husbands were like, 
one person said they were coming. The other person said they were not. We're like, no, 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 no boys allowed. There's just going to be a girls trip only. And then like, I was like, I want to come too. I'm like, uh oh. So that's why we had to make it super secret. And then that's when yeah. we decided we were going to have a. We we started with the Pinterest board. Remember, we created a Pinterest yeah, we- board. A vision board and we're like nothing is working so we started with a vision board we made it super secret nobody else knew about it and we started posting articles you talk to your friends so we could get how the how you know how she planned her trip we started looking up because um, we, we realized that we needed to have a guide and you could not just go and do it by yourself thank god because we would have really had trouble and then we looked up um um, I had looked up on Instagram and I had actually seen that there was somebody who had gone and they had posted pictures and they had really great reviews. And so we decided to go with Kia Expeditions, right? And then we wrote to them and asked them and then they gave us all this information. We were like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, I, know. I think the moment you decided you were going to be in India for a year, mm-hmm. we just knew it was all going to happen. Yeah. And we were anyways planning to travel that year. So, you know, 2019 yeah. was going to be the travel year. Every month I was out of the city. Yeah. Every month. I've never had a year like that. It was fantastic. But uh, I think the moment you decided that, you know, you were going to be in India. For and year, I think for me too. I, said, okay, I think let's every just month. do it. Yeah. Because if you didn't do it this year, I'm just, so glad we did it. Especially you, given that there's a pandemic right now. Yes. Imagine if we pushed it by a year or something. We would have never done it again. Nope. Nope. And I, I think for me too, 2019, I didn't think that it was going to be so amazing. I think I don't think I stayed in the same country or the same continent every single month. I was like literally packing my bags and going somewhere. So I think that was really amazing. So and, hey, and I we, plan to do that the moment the kids are off to college. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, let me know. I'm going to come with you. <laughs> Continue with our girls trip that nobody else can interrupt. I think that'd be fun. So once I came to India, once we decided that we were going to do this, that by, by that time, of course, nobody could kind of, we, we still kept it secret. We didn't tell anybody. We still kept it a secret. I think I told my husband because he's going to have to deal with the kids. So I told him, you know what, I'm going to take the trip. And I think they're much older and a lot of things you know, they can handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't tell anybody. One, one midnight, uh, I mean, you were home that weekend. You would come home every weekend to teach Mishti dance and you mm-hmm. were home that weekend. And I think it was like two in the morning, we were sitting and talking. Uh, got the computers we had, out. We went, yes, we went down, we made chai, chai. got yep. the computers out and we said, okay, let's just do it. We're we're just doing this. We'll figure out the rest of it later. And we went ahead and we did all the research. And then next day morning, I called my husband up and said, you know what? These are the dates. I'm doing my bookings. And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. We can, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, you do realize it's a girl's trip, right? He said, yeah, yeah. I'm not going, I'm not going to come to Machu Picchu and all that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's the reason why we did it at midnight and we kind of locked down everything because we didn't want anybody to interrupt our trip and, you know, say things like, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't go there or how can you do this? Why are you doing this? Why don't you do it this way? Uh Yeah, yeah. So we're like, nope, this is the way we're doing it. And we just kind of like, Next thing we you just know, had everything in place. I yeah, mean, we really did. We said, I mean, okay, and I think it's what it is. And we worked with a budget 
and we worked so we had like literally everything within our budget and mm-hmm. it just everything just fell into place i think in 2012 when we started planning the flights were like twice as expensive mm. it was really really expensive then honestly i, it was just I like did i didn't even two lakhs was just the airfare oh see i didn't even look at the flight uh, cost I was like, because when I was coming from the, if I had booked my flight to go to uh, Lima from the US, it would have cost me half the amount. It would have cost me 600, maybe less than $600 because it's like so close. I would have gone to Miami and just flown from there. And it would have taken me like maybe three hours to flight. I think at one point we even discussed, should we do that? Yeah. If you remember, but then you were like, you know? oh my God, I've come all the way to the US. And you were like, nope, there's no way I'm coming. And I was like, and I remember when we were looking at flights, all the flights for me was like, oh, you fly to Miami. And I'm like, I am not going back to North America. I don't care if I have to pay extra and fly extra, but I am not going back there. And so we finally <laughs> yeah. ended up going through Europe. Yeah, you you were very, very, very clear about that. I yeah, I was that. like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not going back to the US. And so, so what was our flight was like? So we, uh, we our flight was from via Madrid. Yeah, or we could go via uh, London. London. And we chose London because I was anyway coming back for a three week vacation with yeah, after that. Right? Yeah, after that. So I think that, that kind really of nice. Oh, that, yes. I mean, I think that. The planning part was amazing because we that really worked out finally because I was like so adamant. I was like, nope. So I think finally we worked it out because we were going to go from Chennai to London via... We were going to drop the kids off at my mom's place. Yeah. So we were going via Dubai, Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Uh, Abu Dhabi. So we went via Abu Dhabi and we uh, from to to London and then uh, from London to Paris and then Paris Paris to to Lima. Lima. And then yes. Lima to Cusco, and yes. then in the same way back. So yep. once we had all the flights and everything taken care of, we were like, now we can start. Wait, but before that, we had to get a visa because you needed a visa and I didn't. So we had to, yeah. we had to figure out a trip to, we had to go to, because you were in, we were in Bangalore and you had to actually go to Delhi to get a, uh, to uh, apply for your visa. Yes, I wasn't too worried about the Peruvian visa, but I was really worried about the UK visa. And I was thinking, you know, our whole flight hinges on us going to London and then taking the flight from London to, mm, mm. Uh, and there was no, and if you were going to Madrid, then we needed, we realized that there is one day in Madrid. So ideally you should plan for that, in which, mm. in which case I needed a Schengen visa. So I was going to the UK and UK, you know, they sometimes give you, they just sometimes they like, you know, but I think it worked out fine this time. They're, they're very stringent with their visa laws. So it kind of worked out okay. And mm-hmm. I got the visa. Man, we did was, a lot of praying to make sure that... I was a visa- lot less worried about the Peruvian visa, though that trip to Delhi was so much fun. Yes. Yes, I agree. I we remember had a we, holy also there. Yes, our first holy was there. Um, Festival of Colors. That was That was a lot of fun. Got to meet, uh, got to meet some of the other cousins, and you know, hang out. And I think it was the first time, and I don't know how many years that I actually played uh, holy in India. Like that was that was a lot of fun. And then when we had to go and get the visa, we were like, uh, we, we we thought we had everything locked down, and then like last minute they said, oh, we need one more piece of documentation, and I'm like, yeah, they wanted <gasps> they wanted the bank statements too. They they wanted a six month bank statement. 
We were like, oh, and, crap, now what? And we turned around, and there was a Shiva temple. And I'm like, we're going to be fine. You're going to get your stuff. Don't worry about it. Right? And then I think yeah. uh, Manu was able to send you the chew on, on the phone. We were able to go and then just get printed out and be handed to them literally within that 30 minutes. No, I, I, I in fact, uh, you know, when, no, we, I, we went looking for, uh, you know, to get a printout. I didn't, we didn't find a place. Okay. We didn't find a place we could get it printed out. And then she said, just send me the soft copy. That's fine. Send me the PDF. Oh, okay. And that's and how I was like, like I know, yes. saved us a lot of time. Yep. So once we, once we had the visa, then we were like, yeah. Everybody's like, why are you going to Delhi? Why are you going to Delhi? And we're like, mm, we're just going to go check it out, you know. <laughs> spend some yeah. time I mean it, it was uh, I think for uh, for you they did ask you a lot of those questions for me it was more like hey you know what my husband's working out of Gurgaon and I don't get to spend as much time with him and I need to go the kids have a spring break so they're going to spend it with their grandmother and I'm going to go to Delhi yeah so, <laughs> uh, I is. haven't been to Delhi in a very long time so I'm just going to go hang out that was my thing so once we once we had the visa then it was a question of okay now, what do we need? That's when we started packing and shopping, right? Wait, yeah. When did we figure out that we couldn't carry that many things? Was it? I think we printed out our tickets, and uh, when we were when we had to, uh, you know, apply for the visa, I had to give them a printout of the ticket. And when we get the printout of the ticket, is when we realized that, you know the it had like a very tiny print it said you hmm. can't carry more than and it was not there when, when we, booked we were it. booking the tickets yes and then when we checked it showed that we needed to pay 20 grand extra uh, that's 20 indian rupees sorry 20000 indian rupees extra in order to uh if you wanted to carry increase, bag. yes, yeah. increase the baggage amount to like a decent amount. I mean, 15 kilos and we were like 15 additional kilos. Yeah. And we were and like, we said, uh, eh, that's okay. we we'll figure this out. I know. We're, cause we're not we, going to change our tickets. Cause we had decided that we were not going to, because we had to carry all our bags on our own. Yeah. And you called up Air France to yeah. check and they yeah. said that, you know, we're not responsible because this is from the booking site. And when we went to the booking site, it didn't show us yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. this was there. So okay. anyway, yeah, so that, then, that, that was an adventure by itself. Yeah, was, I think, I think when we, we made a decision, we were like, you know what? I think we can do this because we, we got backpacks, remember? Um, uh, you, we, I had borrowed a backpack and then you also borrowed a backpack and we were doing taking the trucking backpacks and they said, oh yeah, this can carry a lot of stuff. And we were like, uh, okay. And then we, I think that was my proudest we moment. We picked up the lightest clothes that yes. we owned. Yes. And when we, we went out and we shopped for really, really thin dry fit of yeah. tees that look very stylish and look yes. very nice and we could just wear it. On top I, of tracks. I think I think the I think the heaviest items that we had were our boots and our jackets. And our jackets. Yeah, yeah. I think because in South America it was cold because it is you know it's the opposite. So when we went in May, and it was the winter. It was their winter. There, their yes. winter. So we had to have something warm. 
and we were going to the mountains, so we knew we needed to have warm clothes. So when we had to have boots because we were going to be climbing, trekking, so we needed to have uh, that. And so socks. And remember how we were wearing, <laughs> wearing our boots? <laughs> so we are in India where it is like super hot. And here we are in our pajamas <laughs> wearing our boots and socks and walking around. Everybody's looking at us like, what's wrong with yes, this? Yes, so we, break, break we needed to break into it. <laughs> yes, I know. And everybody else is like wearing, you know, uh, slippers and stuff. And here we are in our boots walking up and down. <laughs> I think the funniest sight was us. No, I think my friend commented on it. She's like, you're wearing boots? <laughs> and she knows I tend to feel really, really hot. I mean, even in winter, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's, I'm not feeling as cold, especially in Bangalore. And she's, she was like looking at me and she's like, Oh my God, why are you wearing boots? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I'm trying to break it in. Uh, I think the funniest sight was us in our like pajamas and then we wear boots. <laughs> and that too in the house. When we were walking up and down the stairs. Finally, mom, like you need to like wear it outside. So I would, I would have to, I would wear it and go for walks with dad so that I would, you know, break into the, this thing. Uh Man, even even going going shopping for the boots, remember we went and looked up everything to figure out what is the kind of boots we needed. And the guy at the counter was trying to be like super smart with us. And he goes, oh, you you guys are going trekking. And we're like, well, yeah, we're going to climb some mountains. And he was asking us where. And what did we say? We said Machu Picchu. And he he just kind of we looked at us. Machu Picchu and he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't really sure where it was. So yeah. we just mm. Yeah. Now, what pissed me off over there was he took one look at me and decided that I wasn't fit enough to do it. So he said, so he looked at you and said, just for you or you also, man. And I said, no, for me too, you know. And you know what? I like, yeah, I, I'm, really? actually, I, I'm actually pissed with the guy because he never checked the boots. I found out <laughs> only... At, <laughs> I only found- I only found I out that. at the end of the trip that I was wearing two boots of two different sizes. So the guy must have been so interested in what we were talking about. He didn't do his job and making condescending comments. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, and I kept yeah, thinking. Well, I didn't one... need to be judged by, yeah. you know, a sports yeah. store guy yeah. anyway. But, but no, but we really worked hard at that. We, we, because they told us that one, you have to be very careful about altitude sickness because Cusco was when we were flying in Cusco is actually higher than Machu Picchu because Machu Picchu is a valley. So Machu yeah. Picchu is at 8,000 feet, whereas Cusco is at 12,000. So you need to actually acclimatize and you have to be fit. Otherwise, you could be in some serious trouble. Could people die of that? I had no idea. But people actually could die of altitude sickness. And you can't breathe, you know, you, your tummy's upset, your head hurts, and you just want to like crawl into a ball. And the only, um, uh, and, um, when you are at that level, the only, the, the local people, which is the indigenous people, the Quechua, they have, they, they make uh, cocoa tea. And, and some, they have herbs and stuff like that to help with that. But the only other, the only other, um, uh, way that you can combat uh, altitude sickness is move to a lower altitude. So we were really afraid of that. So we were like climbing and walking up and down the steps and making sure that you. But know, you know what triggered that? I mean, the whole. Uh, so I had gone for a girl's trip with 
a bunch of my friends mm. and we went to this place and we went on a trek mm. uh, in Bangalore. It's just a little play, uh, place outside Bangalore. Mm. And there's a small hill up, okay? And we went on a trek in the morning. Mm. And by the time I reached the top, I felt like my lungs were on fire. Mm. And I remember I, when I came down and I, I think you called me that evening and I told you that this happened to you, you said, you better start planning. We can't have this on our Machu Picchu trip. I can't have you falling sick, okay? And I think we started doing breathing, breathing. exercises. Yes. yes. For, yes. And that was like a good two Three years months? before our trip. No, no, this, this Vimeshari trip was two years before. Oh, okay. And I actually started doing breathing exercises every day since then. Mm. But that so really helped. That really helped, yeah. Uh, you know what? Climbing that mountain was hard work, so I'm I'm glad you um, you did that. So once we once we got all our stuff, then I think the next exciting part was the packing, right? We finally got everything. <laughs> I know we took pictures of it to prove that we yes, actually and we weighed it to make sure that we actually. I had that uh, what do you call the portable weighing scale with me? I man, you know what? I still use that. That is the most useful thing ever. Um, uh, and we we kept weighing our stuff to make sure that we were well under the limit, and we kept moving things around and uh, making sure that we had rolled up everything and you know shoved it all in whatever place we could find in that in that trekking backpack. I think that was the most useful thing too. Yeah. And then so once we got that, I mean, I, I remember I was like, man, I can't believe we got all this stuff in seven kilos, and I, I was like the most proud of that. And then of course, and that that time we were, we were still in Bangalore, we had the kids with us. Uh, and then we had to drive to Chennai, which is like a five and a half hour drive. And we had to take our stuff, the kids stuff while they were in on vacation in Chennai. And then your stuff with the UK, all packed in separate bags. So we had what, 14 bags or something? Yeah, we had 14 bags, yes. Yeah, 14 bags so had- and the four of us and the driver. And we had to fit all yeah. of that in the car. And there were bets going, I'm sure, about how we could fit all that stuff in because they're like oh there's no way you can fit this in i remember taking a picture i'm like look at us now people (laughs) (laughs) don't tell us we can't do it because guess what no actually uh what i was most impressed by is you and i hate packing yes oh we hate packing we 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 leave it to the last minute and yes you're terrible. We leave it to know. And, and we still managed. We actually got it all done in time. Yes. And got out, I think, 10 minutes ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. And we, one big thing about the trip is I went and left my credit card at the restaurant en route when we were going to Chennai. And when we went shopping in the evening, we realized that, oh, my God. The one credit card that you need thing. is not there. Yes. And then we had to rush back. There was no time to get a new one. So... It was a very good thing that we kept one day, yeah. you know, in Chennai. Yeah, that was smart. So yeah. we had, so we, 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 we took five and a half hours to reach there. And then at the end of the day, we realized we didn't have the card. The next day, you went back almost halfway back to Bangalore, pick up your credit card, come back. Phew. But we still managed to get everything done. And we got to the airport, got on that plane. We were actually going. I remember the picture we've taken on the plane. of both of us like, actually going this is happening there's no kids there's no husband there's nobody it's just the two of us yeah we finally made it um that was it what an eight-hour flight to london right 
Yeah, I think via Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah, so. that's right, via Abu Dhabi. And then once we got there, your sister-in-law came and picked us up, or um, um, brother-in-law, he came and picked us up. We got to spend one night in London, dumped all dumped all your whatever stuff you needed. So we had, didn't open the backpack at all because we had packed it so well. We didn't want to you know, mess it all up. And literally the next day at like 4 a.m. or something, we caught, got a taxi to take us to the airport so we could catch our flight so that we were going from london to paris and then paris to lima non-stop which is like a 14 hour right yeah yeah that was crazy and then of course we had malika telling us oh my god amma you need to go and check out this place in paris and this place in paris she said what should i have not leaving uh, the airport yeah yeah we were not, no and, and paris airport was under construction she said you got to check out the what are those things called macarons Macron, we're like yeah. uh, okay fine whatever but we were like so excited about this going. We, we weren't thinking about anything else. And then from there, from Paris, we got to Lima. And then our um, Airbnb host came and picked us up from the airport. And that's when I realized, and all this time I've been learning, oh, I'm learning my Spanish. I'm like working on my Spanish stuff. And oh, yeah, ask me. And all I knew was hola, como esta, and muy bien, okay, which is hello, <laughs> how are you? And I'm doing good. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, he's talking to me. And he hears me talking, saying hola, como esta. And then he, he just goes on, blah, 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 and I'm like, what, 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 what? Thank, you know what? Thank God for Google Translate. Let me tell you, yeah. learning Spanish, talking Spanish, listening to Spanish, and actually trying to respond to somebody in Spanish is very, very different. So that's when I realized I really hey, need to... I was under the impression you knew. So <laughs> I didn't really bother to learn the language. I, I tried, okay? I can, so actually... There was, I would, I would, I think when they realized that they had to speak slowly, then I would pick up on some key words and I kind of figured out what they were talking about. And then I would just kind of put the Google Translate in front of them so that I would kind of pick up the words. But you know, the people were really nice and they were really friendly. So it actually kind of worked out. And uh, yeah, the guy who picked us up was pretty sweet. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, so they, he dropped us off at the airport the night. We literally just went there, crashed, got up the next day and left. I mean, we didn't even yes. like waste much time, but Lima to Cusco, that flight was awesome. And then when we landed at the airport, we had um, somebody come pick us up. And when we, uh, then I think we, we were fine for the first hour. Actually, the moment you start, the moment we got to the Airbnb in Cusco, you were like, I don't feel so good. And I was like, you know what? I have a headache. And I never attributed it to altitude sickness. I just thought it was like, oh, you know what? We've been, we're, we, you know, we were tired because we hadn't slept and we were too excited and we hadn't drink enough water. I didn't even think about the fact that it was altitude sickness. But then the lady yeah. at the at the uh, at the Airbnb host, she gave us uh, the cocoa tea, and I felt a lot better the next day. But you were man, you were in bad shape. I was worried. Yeah, I I had I had the worst migraine. I could barely open my eye, and my stomach was a mess. My I wanted to puke all the time, and I wasn't keeping food down, and. She just kept loading me up on coca tea. I don't know if, if it weren't for that, I don't think I would have climbed. No, but then I think after the second day, when the first day I was, the, I was feeling better. And then when she realized that you were still not feeling good, then she added more stuff to your tea. I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, was 
you after that you were like I'm like I don't think I've ever prayed done so much healing and you know because I'm like we're determined to get this trip six we have to be half we've planned way too long for this not to work I'm like yeah. this, this is just got to work we have to do whatever it takes I don't think I've done as much healing as I ever have during those few hours oh my god yeah, but we slept and I think that that really helped we just slept I think for the first the first day I think it was what day, 16 hours or something like we yeah. crashed and we didn't get up till the next day evening or something right so tired and then once we once we were up i think your tummy was still kind of uh, tender but uh, at least you didn't yeah but i didn't uh, i didn't have the headache and no migraine i can do anything yeah so i think then on day 3 is when we had um, uh, we had our guide he came and picked us up from he was from care expeditions they we had a uh, driver and we had a van all to ourselves it was just the two of us he was Jorge i think that was his name he was really good he explained everything he gave us all the history you know he gave us all the local uh, um taste of things and if he wanted medicines he kind of told us which to get and he gave us like he said oh you should try this cuz this really works for the local people and uh, the first day where, where did we go to the first day um i think we we did the first we did the ride around cusco and then we took the uh, train to olandetabo no we went to moray we went to moray yeah we saw yes. the mountains and then from there yes we went uh saw the uh ruins there and then from there i mean he showed us remember he showed us the glacier you could actually see the glacier mm-hmm. from moray and he told us that about the issue with the peruvian glaciers that are like melting at that a very alarming rate and i mean yes world over you are facing the whole global warming issue but in peru their main source of water is the glaciers and, uh, and they were uh, yeah and they were it was melting and they they are worried and they are talking about so when we were in the town uh, he was showing us the the construction of how the incas and you know how they had actually yes in olentetambo yes yes the how they had built it so that the reservoir and the water would be coming in from the melted uh, from the glacier Glaciers. the water actually comes down into the town and into you know and that's what they're using even to this day that old yes. construction or the ancient construction is they're supposed to be like amazing architects and uh, city planners because what they used those days is still working and what they worried about is yeah, the global bar- global warming them what if the water runs out what are they going to do because they don't have any other source yeah so in fact because of the glaciers i think this place was built in what the 1700s mm. and it has 1700s or 1500s anyway it has never dried up since yeah that's what you were saying it has never dried up so they don't know what it would it would be like not to have water there yes it's kind of scary when you think about it and then from there is that where we saw the chocolate all the chocolate yes yes oh, it was so hard not to buy anything i think that's a decision we made anybody right? going there i think we did the whole sacred valley tour and we ended up in Olanje Tambo mm. and anybody going there should actually just spend a day there it's a very very picturesque little town mm. and uh, it's really nice it's got a whole nice vibe a very carnival kind of vibe and we went and saw the ruins remember we stood yes. next to the stone and the stone yes. was like double our size yes. and we were trying to figure out 
So they had done the analysis of the stone and they realized that it is not, it is brought from a quarry that is 12 kilometers away. Yeah. And nobody knows how they brought brought the stones stones there. And they weren't, they weren't small at all. I was like, did they have some kind of mechanism? Did they have, you know, were they slaves who did this? We didn't even know how they did all the stuff. Yeah. And then, um, Yep, and and I think we it was kind of sad. We had to kind of make a decision about we're not doing any shopping, man. All the stuff that we could have bought over there, but the chocolate was amazing. The chocolate liqueur, which we didn't buy, you know, all the we all the, tasted everything. Yeah, we tasted everything. Chili chocolate, the chili, <laughs> chili chocolate was yeah fabulous. And the chocolate, and we even got you. Was it was it the chocolate named Maya? Was that what it was? Yes, there yeah. was a chocolate named Maya. Yeah. And um, I, t- I took like pictures with it. I picked up one mm. and I think we polished it off. Yeah. I don't think it lasted. We thought of, you know, buying it and keeping it and all uh, that for the rest of the family. But yeah. I don't think anything, any chocolate we picked up lasts. Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> Considering with chocolate. Hey, it feeds. was food I could keep down. Okay? There you go. So you needed go with that. Yeah, you needed yes. that. Yeah, you needed yes. that. I'm going to go with that. We couldn't get any llama wool stuff because, you know, we didn't have enough space. So we had to kind of really, we really had to pick and choose what we were going to buy because of the weight restriction. So we definitely have to go back, looks like. There's a lot of things that we haven't seen yet. But from there, from Olyerton Tabo, we, uh, we took the train. We spent then, we went to Aguas Calientes, spent the night there, right? Yeah. And then and that's when he took us for Peruvian food and then realized that we were vegetarian. So we yep. didn't eat, Couldn't you know, 90% of the menu. Yeah. Yes. And then the vegetarian stuff that you could eat, I was anyway, so I didn't, I wasn't sure I could keep things down. So I was, was very I was very careful. I just had a soup and he's like, you come to Peru and you have only soup. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, kind of disappointed. Yeah, he was yes, disappointed. He, he actually took us to this fancy restaurant because he wanted us to really try a spread. And yeah. I had soup and I had juice. And yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But we had a good, we had a good breakfast though. And we went, we slept up over there. The, the town was very picture. I mean, I think it was catered for tourists because they know so many people who come. Because I think hey, when you go to... Um, when you go to Machu Picchu, it's very restricted. One, you have to go with a guide. Two, you have to book your tickets way early to get permits to go there because they only allow so many people at a time. You have time slots when, during which you have to go. And we didn't, we didn't do just Machu Picchu. We also decided to climb the Reina Picchu Mountain. And they only allow 200 people uh, in a day. And they yeah. go in two slots. So you either take the 7 a.m., uh, slot or you take the 10 a.m. slot and by noon I think it is noon right but everybody's off the mountain there's nobody I think they had a couple accidents and so after that they were like nope that's it uh, you cannot uh, so if you don't make it in time you uh, you you miss your slot so everybody's very conscientious about um, making sure that getting they get there on time yeah. getting ready on time because you had to catch the bus and the advantage of having a um, a guy because they know exactly who to talk to, where to go, where to stand. So he was really good with us. I mean, he was with us the entire time. He was really good. And so then after that, after breakfast, we stood in the queue. I remember we got on the bus, right? And then we were You had a good breakfast. I was on one slice of toast. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were so worried. I, I, oh, the, the other thing is there's no bathroom. Remember? 
There's only one. They say, out. Yeah, they say yeah. if you decide to go to the bathroom, well, you have to come out all the way. And that's like, wait a minute. That means you have to walk all that? So we had to literally, we were like so careful about what people were eating and drinking. We're like, uh, okay. So uh, you couldn't carry too much weight either because you had to carry all that weight, especially up the mountain. So this is a very tricky balance when you think about it. Yeah. So... And we decided to take the train. Yeah, I think some snacks. We had like things to keep us going up the mountain. But I think having the having the guy there was really good because he gave us the history. He kind of took us around, and they did they do a fabulous job about keeping the place up and making sure that it's you know they had uh, guides everywhere. You had to follow a certain path. Of course, there were those you know, obnoxious tourists who were like screaming and they were like told to shush because they couldn't, you had to be respectful of the place. And um, I mean, that was, that was something that, that, that place was just awe inspiring. If you know, did you notice that when we were driving on the, in the bus, the mountains, even the shape of the mountains were different. It's not like the Himalayas where it's like, you know, triangular. This is like, they look like monoliths, you know? Yeah. It was the, Oh, the sky was amazing. Oh, but it was majestic. It was huge. Yeah, it was. I it think was... Uh, it's just that because we're from India and you tend to compare everything to the Himalayas, mm. but these were quite majestic too. Yeah, they were. I remember looking at them like, what is that stuff? I can see things that are yellow and green. It's only when we got closer we realized that those are bromeliads. You know, remember yes. they were saying that, oh, when you, if you're if in Cusco, if you were having trouble, when you go down to Machu Picchu, you'll be fine because you're going down, you're going um, to the, uh, the to lower, yeah, you're going to the lower altitude and it's called the paradise on earth is because uh, everything grows there. Didn't we see pineapple? We saw, we saw pineapple, we saw uh, orchids, wild orchids. Well, it was so pretty. I know. That was like. I'm like, I was just blown away. I was like, wait, what? I mean, considering that we came from a tropical country, we didn't expect to see that when the rest of the country was going into like in the middle of winter, right? And here you yeah. have like a, a valley that is like so lush and so green and it has everything, everything. That was, that, that was fascinating. I think one of the other things that he, did he say that, the, uh, that it, it seemed to be a place where there were all women? Yes. It was like either women and children because the way they designed, you know, the schoolroom and how they had um, the windows where the sun's rays, you could tell which month it was based on which window the sun rays would fall into. You could tell which time of the year it was. Um, the way they had laid out the entire city almost. It was. Yeah. So he had told us, remember, that uh, the Incas really didn't use draft animals. So again, not sure how they got the rocks to the place. Mm. But one of the things that he did tell us is 60% of Machu Picchu is actually what you can't see. It's underground. You, still have you know, the way it's constructed because, no, because uh, it is in an earthquake zone. Uh-huh. So the way they have built it, he was talking about that. He talked extensively about that. The way that they have built it is literally an engineering marvel. Yeah, and it's a thousand years old, and they just suddenly disappeared. And he goes, "They don't, they don't. They have to go back and think about it and look at it, and they don't, they don't understand where they came from and where they went." But they were, they said that there was an engineering marvel, and they, they said they're still discovering. No, but it. I think, 
yeah, they're still discovering. So uh, the story he had told us was uh, the ruins that we saw in, uh, uh, what do you say, in Olente um, Tambo. Olente Tambo. Mm-hmm. He had spoken about how the uh, Spanish were yeah. attacking mm-hmm. and what these, what the Incas decided was because they were at that height, mm-hmm. they decided to flood the plain because they had the water reserves. Mm-hmm. So they flooded the plain. So then the Spanish couldn't get to them mm-hmm. and they moved their capital from there to Vilcabamba mm-hmm. uh, in the forest, which mm-hmm. I think they still haven't found. And that is what he was talking about. The guy who Hiran Bingham. Yeah. He, Hiram Bingham, yes. Mm, Bingham, uh, yes. The guy who went looking for Vilcabamba ended up landing in Machu Picchu quite by mistake. Oh, okay. I don't remember that story, but I do remember bits and pieces. I remember him talking about how they were still trying to discover it was like 20 kilometers or something away or something. Yeah. He goes, it's there. And he pointed us in that direction. I remember seeing that. But I, I think you missed this bit because... Uh, the, the, a lot of the history he told me when he and I were walking up. Ah, okay. Uh, we were trekking up the mountain. I was ahead of you guys. Yeah. Me and you were like way ahead. Yeah. So he was telling me the stories. And did you know that when Hiram Bingham landed in Machu Picchu or found Machu Picchu, there were actually three families still living there? Really? So it wasn't like a, yeah, it wasn't like a complete ruin. They were living there. They were farming the place. Hmm. So. Wow. I, 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 do, I remember taking a picture of where it says, you know, Hiram Bingham was the one who found this place and everything. There was a, there was a sign over there. So. Apparently, somebody else also did because they had signed off on one of the rocks mm, mm. saying somebody was here, but I don't remember the... He, he told me some name, but I don't remember the name. Mm. But I'm glad he was there because he, he told us all the... Uh, he was able to take pictures. Others just had selfies the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been just our faces, or yeah. it would have been just you and just or just me. And yeah, exactly. But he also knew the right vantage points to stand and take pictures. And I will take pictures, and I will do this. And you yeah. stand there, and don't worry about it. Yeah, I know he he knew exactly where to, you know so we could stand. I think that was really good. So, um, and uh, once we decided, once we saw uh, Machu Picchu, and then we decided to climb Buena Picchu. Um, you did pretty good. You were worried that you wouldn't do it, but you were awesome. I mean, you got to, we got to the top. I, I thought by the time I reached the top, I was at a place where I was like, okay, either my lungs are going to explode or my heart is going to explode, but Hey, I survived it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was a good, I I took small breaks, Mm. uh, but, and that that guy giving me company and telling me stories. I think because he kept constantly talking to me, I didn't realize. Yeah, you know, no, but you know kept... what? That climb was really hard. It was a thousand feet going straight up, and there was no railing. Steep. And, yeah, it's extremely steep. steep. I mean, there were some places when you literally had to crawl up because there was no, uh, there was no railing. And then if you looked on one side, it was a steep drop into the into the forest or mountains or whatever it was. And on the other side it was like all rock. So uh, that was. I mean, I had some like going really careful. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know. And and you remember when we got to the top, we called on the phone. I had, my phone was working and we called and she showed them. And then someone was like, I'm getting dizzy just watching you from here. Yeah. He said, my knees are shaking, mama. (laughs) 
when I showed him the drop. Yeah. I think we called him once. Uh, so he was like my big key and Bishti were like my big supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I called when we called him and he took a look at the drop and he's like, oh my God, mama, my knees are shaking. Why are you standing there? Move to the side, <laughs> hold on to something. <laughs> yeah, we called Malika and we told her what we got here too. So yeah, we called was, both of them. We called both Malika and uh, Banoj. Yeah, we called them. So they were like, okay, we did it. We got here. We have proof. <laughs> so, hey, we did it. Yes. No, I think I think that was that was a great I think that was a great trip in perseverance. That's what I could say. Now yeah. once we got back, your your knees were swollen. So Yeah, but uh, the, the when you're walking down, I mean walking up wasn't that much of a problem. It didn't my knees were fine while going up. Uh, I, usually, I was more worried about my lungs, honestly. Yeah, no, going but, up, uh, it's usually your th- Usually, when you go up, it's your thighs that hurt, and when you come down, your knees hurt because of the, so the downward pressure. Were fine. Yeah, I was more worried about my lungs, uh, but when we were coming down, I was fine. But uh, by the time we got out of Machu Picchu and got to the hotel, I noticed my knees were swollen because yeah. the amount you of pressure you move. put on your knees. Yeah. Yeah, and all your dancing helped because you were actually fine. Your knees were fine. Well, the amount of squatting that you do with your dancing. Yeah. My, yeah, I, I, I didn't hurt as much. I, I was not in as bad shape as you. Your knees were swollen. One knee was swollen. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I was very worried because I've never seen my knees swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah. But... <laughs> No, but he gave us a, he gave us whatever is the local liniment or whatever it was that he said. Oh, I, I, I use it for some soccer, so you know it's good for me. It'll work for you, and so that that was really good. He was really really good. Yeah, that that was really good. And then um, we spent the night. He they they dropped us off at our Airbnb. The next day, we literally caught the flight and went straight to Lima. And. Uh, we took an Uber and got to our Airbnb, and that was a fabulous apartment facing the ocean. I had no idea that that there was an ocean in Lima. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like, wait a minute, what? Oh, it was so awesome. We were on one of the top floors. I don't know what floor, seven or eight or whatever. And it, you go to the to the uh, to the balcony, and we could see the ocean. You could see the sunset. No, seven and uh, and we were on the eighth floor. Uh, at Lima when we got there. I think we were on the 13th floor or 13th or 14th floor okay, so on the way back. High. Okay. Yes. Okay. That was really, really nice. That was, that was good. And because the, the rest of the apartment was, was not yet occupied with anybody else, so we pretty much had the apartment to ourselves. That was really cool. A very pretty apartment. Very well done. Yeah. I mean, it was built for... And it had a balcony yes. that faced yes. the sea. Yes. And yes. I remember that early morning when we got up chai and coffee and sat there. Just <gasps> we, were, we were like, it, place. it was so surreal because we were like, wait, did we actually do this? Did this actually happen? Right? Because it was our last yeah. day there because we had to fly back the next day or that evening or something. Right? Because we had to, yeah. Yeah. So we, we had like one day. We, we landed in the evening and we spent the night and then the next day we had like one day to decide what to do. And we were like, we were like, I know, I was like, I can't believe we had told And we couldn't shop. Yeah, that's right. We couldn't shop because there was no place. 
you know, bags to carry anything. But it was, I, I, I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that we'd actually gone and seen one of the wonders of the world. I think that was, that, for me, that yeah. just blew me away. That we actually accomplished something that had taken us seven years to yeah, plan. The planning, yeah. So I think we, did, we had to decide. I think that's been, that place has been on my list like forever, okay. So I think because me, it was on your list, it came on my list. That's the reason. We've been talking about, I've been talking about going there. I remember uh, when Manoj and I first started dating and he was like, you know, uh, we, we were talking about traveling and I said, you know, this is, these are the places and Machu Picchu was one of the, top, it was in the top five. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the places I want to go and these are the places. So the pyramids of Giza are, mm-hmm. was in the top. Mm-hmm. And I think Machu Picchu was a third. So it's been there on my list like forever. Yeah, I would only heard it's people talking about... It. I only heard people talking about you have to go see the sunrise um, at Machu Picchu. And I had no idea where Machu Picchu was. And for me, it was like, oh, you got to see the sunrise. But then remember how we were thinking about, oh, maybe we need to, do we want to do the trek, which is like a four-day trek? Uh, or do we want to just take the train that way? Because we, we only had so much of time. And then we like, yeah, in fact, we had all these other plans also, right? We were talking about going to Lake Titicaca. We were wanted to go see the Rainbow Mountain. Yeah. And I think we were trying, we were so hard pressed for time and we were trying to figure out how to fit everything in. I'm glad we just did. I mean, Much I know a lot of people kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of, because Do you're going the anyway, all the far, yeah. you know, I mean, it's really far and you're going all the way there. You might as well try other stuff too. But the Rainbow Mountain was a six-hour a six hour trek, and we given how my knees were. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> we also didn't have enough time because we had to get up. back. And, yeah, and, and we were talking about doing the two-day uh, jungle tour, and then... We want to go we see the Amazon. That. Looks like we, yes. need, we just need to make another girl's trip. That's it. That's what's going to happen. We'll have to make another vision board, and we got to start, you know... Um, uh, start from there. We if you're going to the Amazon jungle, my son's trying to weasel his way into it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I want to go to the forest. I want to work for the conservation. But sorry, Belcher. Yeah, we have to figure that out. Well, once we went there, so that's when we found, when we went to Lima is when we found out that Pisco Sours were invented by an American bartender in Lima, right? So we were like, okay, we got to go check out a Pisco Sour. And we wanted yeah, to which I didn't food. have because it had eggs. Yeah, that's right. I had one. It wasn't, I, I'm not a fan, but whatever. Um, and we wanted to go eat Indian food because we were so tired of not eating anything spicy. And you needed something to eat because you hadn't eaten anything in three days except for toast. And yes. And I couldn't anyway eat the Peruvian stuff because I wasn't keeping it down. I said, okay, yeah. let's go try some comfort food because, you know. Yep. And uh, once we got to the restaurant, I think we were just so happy i think we giggled the whole time and the people were like looking at us like we were crazy drunk or something and all we were doing like oh my god i think we ordered everything on the menu is that what we did yeah, we ordered, yeah. what is it called mantra mira flores mira flores yeah i remember that part and uh um and then after that we went to see museo Laco, the museum yes that was that was oh, beautiful what a, that was beautiful if, if anybody listening to this goes to Peru, please go to Museo Larco. Yes. You it's, will thank us later. It is a, it's a private museum, and they've done a fabulous job of documenting all about the history 
and uh, the archaeology and you know all the uh, if they have all the um, artifacts um, yes the incans the pre-incans everything yep, yep. and, and a beautiful building it's got fantastic gardens and whole places with colorful yeah, it's like bogan a riot villa. of colors yes, yes the bogan, bogan villa. villa oh this, 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 it's just gorgeous. They've done a fabulous job maintaining the place. And there's a restaurant next spot, next door that has great food. Um, they have some. Did you very, know, Chechi, that Bogan Villas are supposed to be from Peru? They originated in Peru. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Hmm. No wonder so we like I, it so much. I was looking at, you know, the whole thing filled with Bogan Villas. And I remember thinking it's so gorgeous. But recently I was looking. Uh, we were researching something on botany and stuff like that with uh, one of my kids. Mm. And uh, apparently it originated in Peru. Yeah. Very cool. Now you know why yes. we both like it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then after that, we headed back. Man, that was one heck of a trip. That was one heck of a trip. Hopefully our next trip will not take another seven years plan. No, no. As soon as the pandemic is done, I'm so done with sitting at home. <laughs> I think most of us. I have are. never been in the same city for four months at a stretch. I always go somewhere every three months, and this has been. <clears throat> yes, I think I think you um, uh, echo a lot of other people who feel very much uh, the same. So, um, so what is the one thing? Uh, what what is the one thing that we would we could tell people listening is based upon this trip what is something that you would tell them i would say travel travel as much as you can um if you decide this this is your dream place make that trip it'll happen uh, i'd say the one thing that i would say is just go for it that is never the right time yep it took us seven years uh because the timing just didn't seem right for hundreds of reasons but i think when we just decided no we're doing it this is it we're going yeah and we did yeah it, and, I mean, and it turned out fine you know we didn't get it we didn't get arrested great, yeah we didn't get arrested yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> didn't get thrown out very worried about yes uh, we didn't get deported, you know, we still managed, we managed on with seven kilos each. And I think that's super impressive. No shopping. Yeah. No shopping, which is like, what? And we, we, we did fine. We still need to make another trip to make up for all of all the shopping that we didn't do. But. Think, yes. But I think we need to make another trip because we've got all those other things also that we need to do. We were talking about, one week or two weeks in the Amazon working with conservation of forests yep. and you decided you wanted it one month. You don't want to do it for one week or two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about doing the rainbow mountain. We were talking about going to Lake Titicaca. And then of course you had all these plans to go to Bolivia and Argentina and all. So this is so much to do. Yes. There's a lot. So many places to see. Yes. There is a whole world out there for us to discover. I'm glad we started with Peru and I'm glad we got to see, um, are we glad we got to see Machu Picchu and I'm so glad we finally got to do our girl's trip and I got to go with you. Yes, I know. 
I know, I know. I could barely believe it was happening while it was happening. You know, I'm like, oh my God, we've we've planned this for such a long time and it was finally happening. Yes. So if if uh, if I had to say anything to anybody, I would say if you if you have a dream, write it down and make it happen. Don't wait for the right time because, like you said, there'll never you never know when it's the right time. And we're so glad we did ours when we did because if you had to do it this year, that wouldn't have happened. And now, after the way the COVID is, we don't even know how travel is going to be anymore. You know, all yeah, the things and at that one we time- took. You know, at one time, remember, in January, you weren't sure whether your India trip was happening. And we were like, you know, if the India trip is not happening this year, then probably we'll have to put it, put our trip, push our trip to next year. And mm-hmm. can you imagine? <laughs> it would have never happened if we had done that. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes you just got to make it happen and just have fun while you're doing it. Because now when you look back, you're like, wow, I can't believe it did this. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so now we know what to... is the first time we've traveled together and it will not be the last so much more. Yes. yes. It is not the last. This is just the beginning. Yep. At the end of the day, you know what? It's all about the mindset. It's all about what you visualize. It's all about how badly you want to do something. It has nothing to do with age because age is just a number. It has nothing to do with, you know, what people say you can and cannot do because you can do if you decide to make up your mind that you want to do it. It's all about the mindset. And if somebody tells you that you can't do it, don't believe them. If you really want to do something and you think that is something that needs to happen, you will figure out a way to make it work. Just like I, just like I did this trip. And to be honest, I didn't really think that I would, we would even do, we didn't even realize that it was going to happen. And once it started, things started to fall into place. It happened so quickly before, you know, we were on a plane, we were there, we were back, man, do we want to stay? But so, so bottom line is life is, is all about having experiences. So if you want to do it, you should. And if somebody tells you, no, don't believe them. You can still do it. So hopefully you enjoyed um, listening to this story. I do have, I do have to tell you the rest of my trip of for 2019, but that will be for another episode. Also, um, I met some fascinating people while I was on this trip. Um, I, I traveled to a whole lot of different countries and watching and seeing some of these people and some of the struggles that they went through you know, some of um, the people when I saw in Nepal, um, how they survived in spite of not having half the things that most people do, it, it, it really inspired me. It's actually one of the reasons why I started this podcast, not realizing that I wanted to start a podcast at that time. It just, once again, just fell into place. Sometimes, you know what, the universe just gives you a hint and gives you a nudge and things start to fall into place. And the next thing you know, you, you have something that you didn't, hadn't even planned for. And it turns out to be a beautiful thing. And this podcast is an example of it. So if you think that you want to do a podcast, you should. It is an absolutely fascinating medium of getting your message out to people all over the world. That's the best part about it. Your audience is worldwide. And if you ever think of uh, 
if you ever want to start one. Um, I used uh, Pathlin's Power of Podcasting. So if you ever want to do that, you should check it out. And um, uh, I do have a link on my on my uh, website if you ever want to try it out. And I use um, Buzzsprout to host my podcast. So um, if you don't know what um, Buzzsprout is, it is actually a major, it's basically a podcast host, which um, helps you get your show listed on every major podcast platform. And it gives you, if you don't have a website, gives you a podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a whole lot more. Basically, they have done hundreds and thousands, helped hundreds and thousands of podcasters um, use Buzzsprout to get their message across out to the world. And um, if you would like to use it, please do. Um, I will have a link in the show notes and uh, that basically lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you. And you also get a $20 uh, Amazon gift card if you decide to sign up for a pay plan. Besides, it also helps um, the show. So I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. And if you have a comment or question, please do reach out. If you would like to leave a review, please do. And remember that you could be one story away from being inspired. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on another episode of Gladiatrix. Gladiatrix.